Recorded live at Esto in Savannah, Georgia, this is Brand USA Talks Travel. Esto is the nation's premier annual educational and marketing event for destination marketing professionals. We brought the podcast to Esto to keep you current with new trends and tools in the travel industry. Here's your host, Mark Lapidus. You were on the air for 14 years. How'd you get into travel? I got lucky. No, <laughs> yeah, me too, obviously. Yeah, it's funny because I was first, you know, 14 years of radio, little TV, and then nine years of retail marketing for the world's biggest privately held retailer, Meyer in Grand Rapids. And there were times I actually, a lot of times, I'd talk to Fred Meyer, the guy who really built the company. He and I would fight for a parking lot. We would kind of come at the same time, catch each other's eyes and race to the parking lot. It was just a fun thing. He was such a great man great man. The last time I saw him, he was starting to fail and he didn't remember me. That was really sad. Yeah. So anyway, while I was there doing collaborative marketing, George Zimmerman came into my office looking to try to get us to support something and told them they were doing some things wrong. Try this, try this. And they came back and I said, yeah, still doing it wrong. Let me show you do this. (laughs) And as he left, he said, hey, I got a position I'm thinking of. And um, I said, geez, I'm at Meyer. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. And then literally, like within days, Tim High, who is now at Mackinac Island, gives me a call. He says, you know what? I know you're not super happy at Meyer. You might want to look at this thing. It looks like it's written for you. And it was that job. And I applied for it, and hell, he hired me. And never looked back. No, I never looked back. But you're still doing a little radio too, right? We get to do the show on WJR. It's the best thing. Many people listening right now probably recognize the voice. My guest today is Dave Lorenz, the Vice President of Travel Michigan. And before joining Travel Michigan, well, you just heard the whole story, so I don't have to repeat it. Dave, welcome to Brand USA Talks Travel again. Oh, thank you. It's nice to be back. You guys do such a great job. I got a LinkedIn notification literally five minutes ago, so you probably haven't even seen this. Oh, isn't that nice? I'm showing him a press release from U.S. Travel, and it's got a big headline, probably 18 bold. It says, Michigan's Dave Lorenz named State Tourism Director of the Year. It's so nice. Isn't that unbelievable? Congratulations. I'm trying not to get emotional again right now. They told me that you cried on stage last. I cry all the time. Well, you know, it's only when I think about all the things I'm very appreciative of. And in this case, this is an honor that is given to a state travel director or territory travel director every year. It's always announced at ESTO. And the other colleagues that make up the National Council of State Travel Directors actually make the decision on who this person is every year. And I so, I love these people. There I get emotional. (laughs) And the thing is, for many years, for nine years for me, I've been a member of the council and we meet on a regular basis. We share challenges. We share successes. We don't hold anything back. There are tears. Sounds like a therapy group. (laughs) It is a therapy group. It's the cheapest therapy you can get. You know, it's it's like one of these things. We actually don't hold anything back. There are things that people want to learn what we're doing. There are things I want to learn what they're doing. At some point in what we call our open forum thing, we just talk about our challenges and our questions that we have. And quite literally, there's a lot of laughter in those private meetings and sometimes some tears. That's usually me. And that's just the way it is. But this is a group of competitors, mind you, that are supporting one another because we know, even though we are paid by our individual states and territories, we know that there's a bigger purpose at hand here. There's a bigger goal. There's something more important, and that is to do exactly what Brand USA does. We need to really think in this forum on behalf of the entire country because collectively, the states and territories and our jobs, we do what U.S. Travel Association does, what Brand USA does. Collectively, we think about the entire country. We're not just competitors. 
we're competing against the world. And the more we get to understand best practices, what's worked and what hasn't worked. And then by sharing, we all grow too, because there's competitive nature. These type A personalities are in this group. So when I might bring up something that I'm passionate about, like accessibility and say, listen, guys, what are you doing for accessible website work? And they'll say, well, we don't really know much about this. And so, well, let me tell you what I've learned from my team, because it's always about my team. They're the ones with the knowledge. I just kind of say, okay, yes or no. And before you know it, now there's this competition to be the most accessible state in the country. That's a positive thing. I'm going to talk more about accessibility in a second, but I want to go back to this press release. You haven't seen it yet, and I want to read you the quote. I'm just going to read it to you. It says, Dave is a tremendous steward of Michigan's diverse and thriving travel industry, said U.S. Travel Association President and CEO Jeff Freeman. His dynamic approach to marketing the Great Lakes State has been highly successful, creating meaningful benefits for the economy and people of Michigan in an increasingly competitive domestic travel market. Lorenz was announced as the honoree before more than 1,000 destination marketing professionals at the U.S. Travel's annual educational seminar for tourism organizations, ESTO, the premier annual gathering for destination and tourism leaders held this year in Savannah, Georgia. And it goes on, but this is... I mean, it's once in a lifetime, Dave. I know. It's really incredible. Was it a surprise for you? Absolutely. In fact, I've been sharing the National Council of State Travel Directors for, I think, a little over three years. I guess longer than anybody else, just because of happenstance. It was just, you know, during COVID and we wanted to keep it going. And then we were in the process of hiring a new CEO. So we didn't want to change our chair positions yet. And even through all these years, I thought they told the winner well before our <laughs> announcement. Well, the word is out now. Next year's winner will not know. Oh, that's that's true. Not until the very last minute and it was quite a shock. And of course, we all kid around. So um, I couldn't help but make some jabs at the prior winner, who's a good friend of mine, Whit Tuttle, North Carolina. And that's just the kind of group this is. It must be a small group. How many are in the group? Typically, we have around 40 in the room and they kind of float around a little bit because, you know, there are all these challenges with getting enough funding for travel here and there. But we think it's really important that we meet in person at least three times a year and that we stay in touch through email and whatever. And that we have, in effect, a list serve where we ask questions of each other. What have you done here? What have you done there? I've never seen such a collaborative group of competitors. And I'm a big believer of collaboration when you can find part partners who are of goodwill, who will work with you and not only compete with you. And believe me, when we get back out there after our conversations, it's like cats and dogs. We're doing all we can to beat the other people. But it's always with the intent of lifting all the boats on that water through knowledge and through awareness and through learning. It's a tremendous group. I wish everybody had a group like this because it's also cheap therapy. But I honestly think if more business sectors thought this way and didn't only think about beating the other folks rather than helping everybody grow and then getting your share of it, I think we'd be a lot better off as a society. Well, speaking of education, Dave, I want to spend a few minutes talking about some of the key things that you're working on in Michigan, because part of the reason for this podcast, frankly, is so that others can learn. It's not just to talk about the people, although that's also fine and cool, and I love doing it, but what we try to do is highlight things that other destinations might be able to ingest and maybe build on. And so one of the things that you alluded to earlier that I'd like to hear more about is Michigan's inclusive spirit. We have done all we can to try to encourage everyone to realize that we're this very diverse state in every way. Literally, you're purple. Yeah, we're one of those purple states when it comes to politics, but we're a diverse state when it comes to people, places, experiences, thoughts, financial conditions, age, even weather. I mean, four seasons. 
We have two big, beautiful peninsulas that are very different even in themselves, with the upper peninsula being what we like to call the purest of pure Michigan and all these natural, beautiful places. Now I know why your wife calls you the tour guide. And, you know, we have all this really interesting small rural towns, beautiful beach towns, and then incredibly interesting, growing, and inspirational cities like Detroit that have brought themselves up from their bootstraps through this grassroots effort and are not what most people think they are. And that is our goal to try to say, listen, you better understand that Michigan is not what you think it is. We are no longer that state that used to be the manufacturing capital of the world. We are a really interesting place, a beautiful place, and an inviting place. And I think it's because we've been through all these challenges as a state. We've had very high highs and very low lows. And we are on this upward swing. And I do think the Pure Michigan campaign has helped move us forward and move us up because it reminded us that we're worth fighting for. We're worth working together for. And it's been an incredible ride. I'd like to take this a little bit beyond the marketing message because all of us can do that. But how do you actualize it in person? Like, what does the inclusive spirit mean on the ground? It's one of those things that everybody wants to be a part of that good thing. But how do you activate it? I know we were going to talk about accessibility later, but let's take that as an example. You know, we know we have the ADA law that hotels have to provide so-called handicap rooms and you're supposed to have cutouts at the sidewalks and all this. Okay, there are those things. But if you truly want to be inclusive, if you truly want to be welcoming, you need to inspire everyone in the state to think of new ways to do that. So we put together a co-op program with our destination partners where we worked with a company by the name of Ableview, I think it is. They're out of Lansing, Michigan, and they do 360 videos. So think about it. Maybe you're in a wheelchair. And you know that ADA requires certain things, but it doesn't mean it's really going to work for you because maybe you're in a chair and you can't get into a bed unless it's at a certain level. Many hotel beds are proud of their really high, tall, thick. Jake Steinman was on the podcast about a month ago, and he was talking about this. I never thought about it before, but it's fascinating how hard it is. And then think about if you have use of only one arm, you may be following ADA by having a side rail, but what if it's on the side that your arm doesn't work? So we've put together using EDA funds, a million dollar fund, which is being made available as grants to our local destination partners where they can apply, where we are going to pay half of their cost to make their websites totally accessible to the blind and those with hearing disabilities. They're also going to be able to apply for a grant so that they can do an assessment in their community to find out where they can go beyond ATA compliance to really be totally welcoming to the disabled. So that's an example of how to truly activate uninclusive and inspire everyone to do it. And now it's become competitive within our state. Everyone wants to do something better. Lansing, Michigan, one of the most accessible states for families with someone on on the spectrum with sensory disorder. And what they've done is amazing. Is that because of the university there or for another reason? I think it's just because somebody was made aware of this challenge and the Convention Visitors Bureau, it just took it on as a challenge. What can we do to truly be the most welcoming state for those on the spectrum? And they've done amazing things. For instance, when you go to the Wharton Center at Michigan State University and you go to a musical, they almost always will have at least some performances where they bring down all the lights, they bring down some of the actions so it's not so active, bring down the sound, 
And that's what you need if you're dealing with autism and you still want to be able to enjoy a performance. So they thought about many things and I'm very proud of what they've done. And now other people are learning about it and that they want to learn to do this. This way to inspire this virtuous competition, that's the way we get things done. You know, if you only require it through law, people will find the cheapest way to get it done. And they'll be mad about it, too. Yeah. And maybe it won't really accomplish the real need. It'll just fulfill the requirement. But when you can inspire somebody, first off, make them aware of the challenge, give them some solutions and inspire them to get it done. That's what I think our role is at the state travel office and at local DMOs. I'd like to say everyone, but it needs to start somewhere. I understand you do a lot of work with musicians. We have tried to, you know, find ways to use our local talent. When you think of music, quite often you might think of Motown or other forms of music that came out of Michigan. We're really proud of that. Bob Seger, Ted Nugent, the list goes on. The hip hop movement, the electric music movement, it just kind of goes on and on. There's much more than most people realize. So we're proud of our music heritage. And then when Pure Michigan came about, the Cider House Rules theme just sounded right. It worked really well for a while. And at a point we said, you know what, we should really start using our own talent. So we've worked with Michigan talent that have come up with these great music beds for our ads. We actually made up Sounds of Pure Michigan album. Oh, I got to check this out. Is it on Spotify or anywhere? It's on Spotify and it's a, a real vinyl album, by the way, too. But you can find the, the Sounds of Pure Michigan, I think it's called, out there on Spotify. And then we tied it in thematically with the feeling of the state when you're on a beautiful sandy beach in Michigan, that fresh water splashing against the shoreline and the feeling and the sound of that emotional connection and that experience, trying to do that with Michigan musicians. So we're proud of that. And then Tim Allen has been the voice of our campaign for 18 years. We love Tim, but we felt we wanted to demonstrate the diversity of our state in a more direct way. So now we're introducing more voices to even represent the diversity of the state. You know, so we have a woman and you'll be able to probably tell she is a black woman who I think better demonstrates that we're not just white men doing the work and representing what Michigan is. I'm a believer in that, and it's worked for us, being bold, still being honest to who we are, being authentic and true, and it's worked. I'm sure that our listeners can really now understand why Dave got this award. (laughs) Honestly, the things that you do are so cool, and I encourage people that are listening to try to replicate many of these things in their own states. Well, it's been an honor doing this now for, uh, well, 21 years and nine years as travel director, and we'll see how long it goes. And I've enjoyed so many. I would like to say I've enjoyed every day. That's not the truth. (laughs) I've enjoyed representing the state every day, and it's been a great honor. Because, you know, I work for 10 million people, and I like to think in the role on the executive board of U.S. Travel with the National Council that in reality, those of us who do what I do are representing, you know, 300 million plus people too. And in some ways, the entire world. That's the value of travel and tourism. We get to change lives simply by encouraging people to travel. And when they do that, what a great way to understand each other and appreciate each other. We have such division in our country and in the world. We have wars that shouldn't be. We have wars that could be. And we can stop them from ever happening simply by encouraging people to get to know each other and to get to understand each other. We don't have to be the same to appreciate each other, but we do have to understand each other. That's what travel does. So being able to be a part of that and to play what I think is a pretty major role to get that done, that's what inspires me to get up every day and to go to work. Well, that is such a beautiful thought. I think we're going to leave it right there. Thank you so much, Dave Lorenz. Congratulations again. Thank you. Great pleasure. And thank you, everyone who made it happen. And that's Brand USA Talks Travel Live from Savannah, Georgia. I'm Mark Lapidus. Thanks for listening. Engineering, Brian Watkins. Production and music from Asher Mirovich. 
If you enjoyed this live from Esto episode, please share it with your friends in the travel industry. Safe travels.